uh, if you 10 a.m. at Boomers. Okay, glory to God. Sounds good. All right, let's start off with the nugget. <laughs> the harder you work, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. The harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. And uh, that is a quote from <laughs> Vincent Lombardi. <laughs> Didn't want to say that, but this not my choice of uh, coaches, but uh, that's all right. He, he did well. Okay. <laughs> Father, I praise you. Just give you thanks, Lord. As we look to your word, you'll give us inspiration and, and instruction, Father God, in how we are to do things. And Father God, thank you, Lord, that we can build upon the foundation, Father God, to which you've already given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, for the past several weeks, uh, we've been looking at the process that is needed to have our dreams, visions, and goals to be developed uh, with the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the structural support of intercessional prayer, love, unity, and self-examination. There's yet another element, another element uh, uh, that is essential to propel um, any project beyond just the planning, the hoping, and wishing stages. So we're going to look at that element tonight. Uh, like the modern-day hospital, we use, use that allegory, uh, where things must come together in every situation and move with precision so that its patients will receive the best possible care. And also, uh, too, where the old warships we talked about uh, with men at the oars, rowing, I got that part, I remember that now, uh, uh, working in unity to power their ship to victory. So we need to go. So this boils, boils down to the ingredient that must capture each individual or, or else things will fail. So this is something that we are needing to capture here. So if you'll turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, Old Testament, Nehemiah. Okay, come on here. I know I got him here someplace. Have I gone back too far? Yeah, gone too far. Nehemiah, chapter 4. It's good to hear paper rustle. Everybody has these computers. You don't know what's, if they got there or not. So, Nehemiah, <coughs> Nehemiah chapter 4. And this is what we need, we need to, uh, this is an ingredient that we need 
to have, to have our dreams, visions, and goals to come to fruition. Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 4, looking at verse 6. So we built the wall, and the wall was joined together unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. The latter part is what we need. The people had a mind to work. If we're not willing to work at it, nothing's going to happen. We're just going to have a dream and vision and goal and say, well, here it is. It says, the people. That means everybody. That means, uh, we've already talked about unity, but you know, sometimes unity doesn't work in that area. Um, the people had a mind to work. This is the key to any project in doing the Lord's work. We need to have a mind to work. So with that thought, uh, Keep your marker there, and we will now want to go to the book of Isaiah. That's the book of Isaiah, chapter 1. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, it reads, verse 19, that's Isaiah 1, 19. We've looked at this verse before. If we be willing and obedient... We shall eat the good of the land. If we will be willing and obedient. Many Christians are willing to do what is required of them, but they are not obedient to do it at the proper time. Uh, again, I should look up. You remember David had a uh, general. He said, I want you to go out there and tell them such and such. And the general went out there and told him such and such, but he was supposed to return and give him the information. But he, this general went out there and says, well, I, I already told the people, I'm going to take a couple of days off before I return. Well, he was willing, but he wasn't obedient to follow through. He was willing, he did the work, but he did not do it at the proper time. He was supposed to come back and give David the, the information needed. And... Uh, it cost him his life later on, you find out. So, willing and obedient at the time that we're called to do it. Okay? There's a proper time. Uh, let me share with you a, a brief story. There were two boys riding a um, bicycle built for two. You know, uh, have you seen bicycles built for two? You, you can go to Solvang and uh, sometimes they got a bicycle built for three or four, but you get a bicycle built for two, and don't ride with my wife because she'll sit in the back and just coast. <laughs> okay. But anyway, these two boys were riding a bicycle built for two, and all of a sudden they they were coming up a hill, so so they were, you know, working out, and, uh, and it took great effort to reach the top of the hill, and finally they got up top of the hill. And, uh, and the boy in front turned to the guy in the back and he says, boy, that, that was a, a hard climb. And, and the boy in the back says, oh, yeah, uh, it was a hard climb. But if I didn't uh, keep the brakes on all the way up the hill, we would have rolled back. <laughs> yeah, well, some of you don't know what's going on there. Okay, let me use, it, use this illustration. Um, 
If you have a stick shift and you are on a hill, you go up to a stop sign and you don't keep your foot on the brake, you're going to roll back. Or you can take your foot off the brake and just lightly use, use your uh, gas and, and you could hold the car there, but it, usually it doesn't work that way. Usually if you do that, you'll burn out your clutch. You smell this, you know. So uh, that's, what, that's what's good for automatic, you know. Yeah. Oh, talk about automatics. Matt turned in his Porsche. Yeah, he bought a new one. <laughs> yeah, you ought to see this. I'm not getting off uh, off course, but man, that, that is a beautiful car. It's brand new. I said, whoa. Yeah, well, never took a picture. It's it's sa same thing as a white one, but this thing. The other one was a stripped down model. He got the top of the line this time. Oh boy, plush seats. You know, it's got all this all the stuff in it. Says when. Here I was going to give him my Corvette, you know, later on. If I pass away, I said, when, let me, <laughs> he don't want that thing. He says, I got, I got a brand new one. I guess he's living the American dream. You know, nice car, nice car. I said, I want to see the engine. So he opens it, you know, before you can open the engine or the back end, and you can see all you, all, when you open the thing, all you see is a little, uh, Cap there, it says oil, fill, oil, oil filler. That's all. You can't see the engine at all in one of these things. What, what's wrong with this thing? <laughs> you got to take it into the shop. Wow. Nice. I, I should have, I have to get the picture of the car. It looks like almost like the same one, but it's a, it's a Carrera again with all the bells and whistles on. But it's an automatic. He says, it's a lot better in the traffic now. He says, um, Boy, I'm off, really off on this thing. Got on this bicycle trip. But he, he says it's uh, real nice going in, going in traffic and stop and go now. But he says, you can hit this thing when you're going on the road. Bam, he says, just, he just burn rubber all the way through. He says, it goes. He's got disc brakes this big. I mean, all the way around. Yeah. If anybody knows what disc brakes are, those are something to stop. It is. Fabulous car. He didn't let me drive it. <laughs> um, I'll have to check him out next time. <laughs> okay. Um, again, uh, the kid had the brakes going up the hill, okay? Um, so they don't roll backwards. Uh, here it is. I wonder how many of us have put the brakes on God. Because we're supposed to follow him, right? How many of you are putting the brakes, brakes on God? I don't want to go that way. So we're putting on the brakes. He says, come on, let's go. How many of us are working against one another when we're uh, uh, doing things? You know, husband and wife teams, often, oftentimes they, we put the brakes on, on the other one. I don't want to do that. We can't do that. Hello? Nobody's... Nobody's making any suggestions there at all. Everybody's got perfect marriages in this place. Okay. Okay. By working together, 
then alone we can be more effective. Okay, we're working together. They had a mind to work, if you're wanting to, a title, a mind to work. Going back to Nehemiah, the Jews in Nehemiah's they had reason to work against one another, but instead they had to work with one with one another. You know, they had Nehemiah. You know, everybody says, "Let's build a wall." And everybody says, "You know, I've got my house to finish here." You know, they were building houses. They were nice houses. He says, "Let's get the wall up." And so they they could have been at a point where murmuring, complaining. Yeah, I, I I got more time, spending too much time on this wall, and my house has not been done. You know, but they had a let's get this wall together finished, and then we can build our houses. Okay. They had uh, despite the opposition, there was no murmuring and bickering and complaining among themselves. The murmuring and brick, uh, b <laughs> bickering came from somebody else, Tobias and Sam Botton. <laughs> okay. Um, they learned to pray. Prayer and watchfulness. Somebody would get on the wall and they would pray. And then yell down, hey, the enemy's coming. So they get ready. Uh, they, they overcame uh, the discouragement of their work. Yeah. They had, you could say, a shift, shift work. One guy would get on the wall with his, his sword and his shield and his glasses, if they had glasses those days, and look out. And the other guys would be down there building the wall, the bricks, and all that type of stuff. They had a shield in one hand or a sword in one hand and laying the brick with the other hand. They were prepared. This is what we need to do. We need to work together, but we need to prepare for the enemy's onslaught. Because the enemy's always going to want to short-circuit your dream, vision, and goal, or our dream, vision, and goal. He's going to short-circuit it. He wants us to get in, into bickering to, with one another. We need to come together as a uh, sharp-edged sword, not a dull one. Okay. And they overcome the discouragement of the work because they rotated, you know. Oh, all, I've been, all that guy's ever doing is just standing up there with the sword and shield, you know, sitting back. You know, he came down, he had to do his work, and then the other guy went up. So, you know, it was, everybody was happy with one another. Uh, another area where uh, you look at the uh, David's army, when they went out to battle, you know, they, they took the spoils and everything, but there were a certain group that stayed back. And that was the supply group, you know, the cooks and the, all that other type of stuff. And when they come back from the battle, the guys that went out in battle that got all the golden spoils didn't want to share it with them. David said, you can't do that. They are just as much a part of that, winning that battle as you going out there because they supplied you with the, the, you know, the food and kept things perfect for you. And fourth thing, fourth thing they were armed and, and ready workers. They weren't, they weren't uh, we didn't 
how many gold brickers? I remember uh, one job uh, before I worked for PJ. I worked for uh, Nestle's chocolate company, and uh, uh, they had us. The, the foreman come out back there and he says, I need you to do this type of work. So he assigned a bunch of us different jobs to do. I finished mine, I went back, you know, and said, okay, what, what do you else want? Because I, I didn't like sitting around just doing nothing, so I, I, he assigned me something else and uh, some of the guys said, what'd you do that for? You could have been back here. Hey, you, uh, you do what you're called to do, and don't uh, slough off on it. Okay, uh, they faced the opposition. And again, we are going to have a short service. See, John, John had a short service last week. He came in and walked out. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's go back, to Nehemiah, go to Nehemiah chapter 4. One, and look at verse, uh, begin with verse 1. But it came to pass that when Sanblatton heard that we rebuilt the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before the, his brethren and, and the army of Samaria and said, what do, these feeble, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they, will they sacrifice? Will they make an end, uh, end of, uh, in a day? They, will they th th uh, th revive the stones out of heaps of rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Amorite was with was by him and said, "Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall." Hear, hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own heads and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Well. Anytime that uh, that people know that uh, you're a Christian, oftentimes they will mock you. I mean, in the in the uh, news media, anybody that's a Christian is mocked. You know, uh, what do you believe in that stuff? They they just come down on. So, mock anybody that's always been been a believer in God has been mocked. Okay, and we'll we'll look at a few of these. Uh, let's. Back up to the book of Psalm, Psalms. Well, move forward now, pardon me. Psalm 69. Psalm 69, verses 10 and 11. Psalm 69, verse 10. When I wept and, and was chastened, my soul with fasting that was to my reproach, I made sackcloth. Also, my garment, and I became a proverb to, proverb to them. In other words, it became a, well, let's read it from the Amplified. When I wept and humbled myself with fasting, I was jeered and, and humiliated. And when I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword, an object of scorn to them. Well, how many? Uh, I know some of you uh, college students out there, You've taken, if they know you're a Christian and, and you're in one of those uh, left-wing classes, they, they really ride the Christians. So usually Christians are kind of hush-hush about who they are. And, and 
but we are mocked and, and we're despised. Okay, let's go to Psalms. Um, huh, okay. I don't know why I did that one. Uh, Psalms 42, back up a little bit. In Psalms 42, verse 10, Psalms 42, verse 10, from the Amphite, as with a sword crushing in my bones, my enemies taunt and reproach me while they say continue to me, where is your God? Isn't that it? Where's your God? You know, if, if God's so powerful, why, why does he stop uh, the, this and that? They, they just don't know. It's up to us to give them information. Let's now go to Psalms 119. And we want to go to the 51st verse, Psalms 119, verse 51. From the Amphite, the proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined my heart, uh, I have not declined in my interest or turned aside from your law. In other words, they're going to make fun of you. We shouldn't turn away from it. This is, this is what God's word says, and I believe it, and that's the way it goes. Amen. Let's go to the New Testament, one place in New, New the book of Luke. In the book of Luke, chapter 16. I'm looking at verse 14. That's uh, Luke 16, verse 14. Uh, now the Pharisees who were covetous and lovers of money heard all these things taken together and they began to sneer and ridicule and scoff at him. Wow. Anybody ever had that experience? The sad thing is, you know, well, Having people uh, mock you for who you are or uh, what brand of, of Christianity you are. <laughs> I remember a few years back, they, they called you holy rollers. We haven't seen anybody roll on the floor lately. <laughs> Holy Rollers, or uh, tongue talkers, you know, they just kind of made fun of you. You know, ah, he's one of those guys, or one of those girls, you know. Uh, we will be mocked today, made fun of and scoffed at because we are believers. If, if, if you show your, your colors, they're going to mock you. But being mocked shouldn't stop us from being 
a good Christian. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in Romans. We need to stand tall for who we are. We need to be individuals who stand up. Okay, uh, going back to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4 again. Ezra, Nehemiah. Okay, Nehemiah chapter 4, looking at verse, or beginning with verse 7. We look at 7 and 8. From the Amplified, But when Samblot and Tobias and the Arabians, Amorites and the Astadites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were going up and that the breaches were being closed, they were very angry. And they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem to injure and cause confusion and failure in it. A lot of people, become jealous and want to tear down things, destroy things. Uh, if they're so opposed to it, uh, it's just like, uh, I'll give you an, a, uh, a thought. You have a lot of Trump followers or, or believers, they go to his, 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 his speeches and so forth, and there's a group of people on the outside that, that hate Trump, but they're spitting, they're kicking, they're, they're fighting, they're injuring Trump uh, people that uh, are for Trump because they hate him that bad. Now, you don't see, usually you don't see the opposite going so we need, you know, the same thing with Christians. A lot of people are going to want to take advantage of us and <laughs> doing things. Wait till I get my sticker <laughs> and my hat and my shirt. <laughs> it's supposed to be coming. Okay, so I won't wear them in church. But yeah, that's who I'm voting for. So I'm. But a lot of people are, you know, um, you know, when I see other stickers, I don't go, <laughs> you know, that time. It's, but uh, other people do that. Now, that's the same thing with, with, with us Christians. When we, when we talk about Jesus, you know, they, they're wanting to shut you down, you know, so forth. So we need to watch what we do. We're, be, we're being mocked. So there is a, always there's a conspiracy. Um, and the conspiracy grows. If you notice, there's a numerous different people coming together to stop the building of, of uh, God's work. There's going to be always somebody, something going to try to stop your work, especially if, it, if it's, if it's God-oriented. So be prepared. Have your sword in one hand and your bricks and, and, and glue or whatever they use, cement. Put it together. Amen. Um, these people are sneaky. Look at verse 11. That's uh, 411. 
And our enemy said, They will not know or see until we come into their midst and kill them and stop the work. What is that like? Like the enemies? Um, the killings in San Bernardino. They were, they were Christians. And this guy had worked with them. And he, and he says, I'm going to get them. He knew where they were. They had helped him before, but he, he didn't like Christians. And uh, he shot a bunch of people. You know, uh, there was a new, new one the, the other day in, in uh, the, I think it was Carolina or Virginia. Uh, someone tried to behead somebody. I don't know if that, you've heard about that one or not. But, but people are out there. There are fanatics that want to destroy anything that, that is labeled Christian. So we need to watch ourselves. We need to be careful. Um, these people are, are cruel and, and sneaky. They're crafty. Uh, they counsel to hide their plans. Some people will stop at nothing to prevent God's cause from moving forward and accomplishing great things. Okay. We need to watch and pray. Uh, go back to, we're, we're in Nehemiah chapter 4. Um, Let's go back to four, verses 4 and 5. Verse from the Amplified. And Nehemiah prayed, hear o, hear, o Lord our God, for we are despised. Turn, turn their taunts upon their own heads and give them prey in the land of their captivity. Cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have vexed with alarm the builders and provoked you. You know, David did the same thing. So, you know, Psalm 70, I believe it is, David says, turn, turn, turn their vicious acts back onto them. And here, we, here you find it in two spots. I mean, found it, we, find, we know it's in Psalm 70. Now you, you have another one if you want to say, okay, Lord, they prayed it then. We can pray it now. Hey, turn it. I mean, people... Why, why should you have all the misery, you know? Okay. Then let's go on to verse, verse 9. Nevertheless, or, we made our prayer to our, unto our God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. Verse 9 from the Amplified. But because of them, we made our prayer to our God and set a watch against them day and night. In other words, you pray and you still keep, keep your protection up. Amen. Okay. Prayer is essential to overcoming the opposition. So let's uh, look at a couple places. I know we, we talked about prayer earlier before, but uh, it's good to uh, recap. So let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter tw uh, 12. Look at this one. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray. 
for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. So he's saying he considers it a sin if we cease praying. Are we praying? Are we just praying, uh, uh, thank you, Lord, for my food, and thank you, Lord, as I sleep? Are we praying more? I hope we're praying more than that. He says, if we cease to pray, he calls it a sin. That's heavy. That is heavy. Okay. Luke, let's go to New Testament for a moment. Luke chapter 18. Jesus is speaking. Luke 18, verse 1. Also Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose our heart, and give up. So we need to always pray. Thank you for the cheers out there. Uh, let's turn to, to the book of Philippians. To the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, from the Amplified. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, make your wants known, uh, pardon me, thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. From the, uh, from the King James, be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we need to have prayer going. Amen. Go back to Luke chapter 21 this time. Luke chapter 21. Looking at verse 36. Luke 21 verse 36 from the Amplified. Keep awake then and watch at all times. Be discreet, attentive, and ready, praying that you may have all the full strength and ability and to be accountable, worthy to escape all these things, taking together that will take place and stand in the presence of the Son of Man. So we need to always pray. They had a mind to work. We, have to, we need to also have the mind to pray. I'll continue on into the New Testament towards the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2, Colossians 4, 2 from the King James. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. From the Amplified, it says, Be earnest and unweary and steadfast in your prayer life, being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Wow, sounds like uh, James. We need to be in intent, intent. Having strong prayer, effectual prayer, 
that will avail much. Okay, everybody found, knows where Nehemiah is. And you want to go back to the fourth chapter. Nehemiah chapter four. Looking at looking at our um, verse six, our kickoff point from the Amphite. So we built the wall, and all of it was joined together to half its height, for the people had a heart and a mind to work. This is something we need to do. Have a mind and heart to work. We can't uh, be wishy-washy. We're living in the last days. We can't be wishy-washy. We, we need to be motivated. Now, right after the book of Proverbs, we find the book of Ecclesiastics. So let's go there. Ecclesiastics chapter 9. That's Ecclesiastics chapter 9, looking at verse 10 from the Amplified. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in Shoal, the place of the dead, where you are going. Well, forget about it. You're not going there. But we need, it says we need to do something with our hands. Have a mind to work. Uh, too many people are, in, in this day and age, are are on the welfare roll. It's not saying welfare is bad, but those that continue with it and do not um, improve. Welfare is just supposed to be helping us out to get to a better place, not to live on it. Okay. Uh, there's too many people out there looking for the... the the handout and just want to continue to do that's that's not what God says. He says you need to work. What did what was a one of the first things that God said? Work in the work in the garden. He didn't say lay around on, on the hammock, but work in the garden. Okay. First John. We be, need to be motivated. First John. Chapter three. Looking at verse eighteen. Little children, let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. Actions speak louder than words. Back up to 1 Peter. James. Peter. James. Pardon me. 1 Peter 1. Looking at verse 13. That's 1.13. Brace. So brace up your minds. 
from the Amplified, be sober, circumspect, morally alert, set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace, of divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ the Messiah is revealed. That's some encouragement. We need to go. This is where we need to uh, prepare, prepare for action. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament. You're getting a workout today. Old Testament in the book of Job, right before Psalms. Job chapter 16. In Job sec chapter 16, we want to look at verses 4 and 5 from the Amplified. I also would speak to you, if you were in my stead, I would join words together against you and shake my head at you, but I would strengthen and encourage you with the words of my mouth and the consolation of my lips would be smooth, would soothe your suffering. In other words, we need to have um, encouraging words to keep us going strong. Hebrews chapter 10. We're, we are wrapping it up now. Hebrews chapter 10. Somebody said, thank goodness. It's longer than s Sunday morning. <laughs> chapter 10, looking at verse 4. For it is not possible that the Blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. No, no, Hebrews 10.24, pardon me. 10.24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and do good works. This is, this is what we need. we need to encourage one another to do good works. And back up a little bit more to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We've got three more verses to look at. That's Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, looking at verse, starting with verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the body of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of faith, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of God, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to, de to uh, deceive. Rather, let, a, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and Enfold in love, let us grow up in every way and in all things unto him who, who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joint and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments which is supplied when each part with power adapt, adapted to its need is working properly in all its function grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. So there's that. We need to have that work, to have that work uh, building up into us. And go to the book of Jude. And we want to look at the third verse of Jude. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you 
and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We need to work and fight for it. Amen. First and last one is 1 Timothy. Somebody say amen. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Looking at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life whereupon thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we need to fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to what we have. We, ha we should have a mind to work the things of God in our lives. Amen. Anybody needing prayer tonight?